There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new Bubbly Burst. Hi, I'm Matt. And I'm Bowen. And we want to introduce you to the new cantina menu at Taco Bell. Ooh. It's an all-new chicken menu with fresh new ingredients. Great as a lunchtime option. Taste for yourself. The slow-roasted chicken. Mm. Pico de gallo. Purple cabbage. And new avocado verde salsa sauce. Okay. With new menu options like cantina chicken tacos, burrito, and quesadilla, there's something for everyone. With this new cantina chicken menu, the possibilities are endless. Try the new cantina Tina chicken menu at Taco Bell. Do you want to boost the economy like Taylor Swift? Do you want to run a business empire like Rihanna? Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Intuit helps you take control of your finances through products like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Whether you're trying to manage your money or trying to run a business, Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit has helped 100 million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com, I-N-T-U-I-T.com to start living yours. Let's get into it. Canva presentations might be the most visually impressive presentations you'll ever use. Start with a stunning template, use it as a springboard for your design, add images, graphics, charts, and data visualizations from the massive media library. It's easy to wow any audience with Canva presentations. Canva presentations are perfect for any deck you want to design for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can nail their presentation with Canva presentations. Perfect, record, and share a talking presentation for people to watch on their own time. You'll appear in a video as a talking head on the slide, and it's the perfect solution if you can't be present in person or if time zones are tricky. Nail your next work presentation with Canva presentations at canva.com, designed for work. Look, man. There. Oh, I see. Wow. Bowen, look over there. Wow, is that Ooh, culture? Uh, yes. Oh my goodness. Oh, wow. Yeah. Las culturistas. Ding dong! Lost Culturistas calling. Oh, Bowen. Oh, Matt. This is a major day. It's a major day. I have the Onyi lit. I have the King Candle lit in front of me. Let me tell you something. I'm looking over there at the Iyom candle. It's lit across from me. Of course, everyone, all of our readers know that my house is decked out in Onyi Home Essentials, the only essential home line. I have a question to ask. Have you ordered your five wick or seven wick? I think the nine is out. I might be mistaken on the catalog on the offer. (laughs) (laughs) No, there's. I don't think there's a nine just yet. There could be. Of course, I ordered two five wicks and they're on the way to my apartment. They are on the way. I got matching ones ones for me and Sudi, and I could not be more excited. The Zen Wen of uh, New Line. The New Line. Okay, well, is there anything (laughs) that we should just, any housekeeping we should get out of the way first? I feel like we're just kind of diving headfirst into the guest, and, and I have no qualms about that at all. I have no qualms about that. This episode is not just an episode of podcasting, but it's a testament to why you always have to shoot your shot in the DMs, okay? Yeah. This is what this is why that you have to go for it in life. I would say, in terms of housekeeping, it's definitely Oscar season. I mean, I've definitely seen some films. I'm actually in the middle of, have you heard of this film, Passing? Yes. By Rebecca Hall? This 
has our, our our favorites. This has Tessa Thompson. This has and Ruth Nega. Ruth Nega. Yeah. Yes. It's exquisite. I'm watching it right now. I actually just watched King Richard the other day with Will Smith. That was amazing about the Williams sisters. Everyone's got to stream that on HBO Max. Will Smith is unbeatable for the Oscar, I would say. That might be a, a family. Uh, that might be a film I watch with the parents. Like they they understand what's going on visually just enough. You got to mm-hmm. understand. Yeah. Anyone who anyone out there with immigrant parents who where there's sort of a language barrier, you got to just watch something that's visually stimulating to sort of get them. Can I just, can I just say something? I took my parents to go see Hamilton when they were in town for my birthday. Poor dad fell asleep in the first act. And I kind of got upset at him. I was like, dad, like you got, how can you fall asleep to this? It's so loud. Yeah. That's the thing. It's so (laughs) loud. There's so much going on. There's such loud, explosive performance and even some effects. And even some effects. I mean, he, I think, I think we went to go see Les Mis in London, and I think he was like, many booms in that show, many booms. But he was, he was also like, wow, I love that circular stage, the way it spins around. I go, well, there's one here too. There's, a, there's another circular stage on this one, Dad. Like, what, what gives? I think if you're watching stuff this holiday season with your family, if they have a hard time, you know, staying compelled to watch something, just, just do something big, bright, fun, like King Richard. I'm just saying <laughs> the tennis is popping off in King the Richard. Tennis I'll is popping that. off. I, I think this is, I'm really excited to watch this. I'm saving it for, for the holiday. It's a really good one. It is a crowd pleaser and it's, it's like, it's like an amazing story. I mean, Will Smith is great. Anjanu Ellis, who plays Oracine Price, their mother is great. The girls who play the, the Williams sisters are amazing. And it's just, obviously, we all know how the story ends, but it's kind of nice to see how the story begins. Like, it's really very winning and it's a, a triumph, I would say. I love it. And then I also saw an early screening of the film Don't Look Up, the new Netflix movie that's coming out, the new Adam McKay, and that was, it will stay with you. So look out for that one too. But basically none of this is as important. No, I think we should just get right into it. I think we should get right into it because really the pop culture moment is really Housewives of Potomac reunion happening right now. And our guest, I don't know about you, Bowen, but when I turned on the Housewives of Potomac, the first episode of the reunion, and I saw who was sitting right on Andy's right. right next to Andy. Yeah. I said, absolutely. And someone who does not take that positioning lightly in a literal sense, like, she knows the placement, the meaning behind the placement. And oh my God. New star I... of the show, basically. They said, Karen Huger, move over. <laughs> well, I just want to say, you you remember beginning of season five, we were watching it together or just checking mm-hmm. in with each other. And I was just like, Wendy's got it. I was like, Wendy's got it. I got love it. this. I from love this. Step. From the first episode, I'm like, I'm very interested. And honestly, not to like, be reflected too much in this, but I go, it is actually very meaningful to have this housewife who has this interesting relationship with her mother as this immigrant who expected a lot of her and who has opinions about her career path. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is extremely powerful to watch on a TV show like The Real Housewives. And I hope that it like has sort of broadened people's scopes on like what that is. Speaking of her mother, she has a book coming out, Tears of My Mother, The Legacy of My Nigerian Upbringing. It's out in May of 2022. You can pre-order now. Pre-order now. Um, <laughs> we, we ha- we've been waving around our Oni Home Essentials. I've yes. got the Oni, the namesake candle right here. A lot of it is sold out right now, which is a great sign. 
that means she's in demand. That means she's in demand, <laughs> but we've been over that already. Um, what else, Matt? What else? Political what else? commentator and obviously the star right on Andy's right on that couch on The Real Housewives of Potomac. And I don't think we could be more excited to welcome, and let's address her correctly. Please, Please welcome, welcome into your ears, Dr. Wendy Osepo! Here we go. Oh my gosh, I'm so <laughs> glad to be here! <laughs> we oh, cannot so even tell you how excited we are. I mean, when I, when I looked down at my phone, I, it, was, it was a better DM you know, <gasps> response than I've gotten from any gay man whose DMs I've, <laughs> I, I've slipped in. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. I was like, I am honored. It's so funny because when you reached out to me, I was like, they want me. I feel so honored. You're the first housewife we've ever had. Are you serious? Yeah. 100%. I hear so many great things about your podcast. And even oh. when I put it in my Insta story, you know, like people are like, oh, I love that podcast. I'm like, I know. I'm so excited. <laughs> well, it's I our honor. It's our honor. What are you talking about? It's my honor. I mean, honestly, like, thank you. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. This is is too much. How are you spending this this holiday week, Wendy? What's what's on the what's on the agenda? Um, so Thanksgiving is coming up. Thanksgiving is like a blip for my family. And I think it's because of the two different cultures, like Nigerians, Mm -hmm. we don't do Thanksgiving. We do it here in America, but it's like, okay, let's get over this hump so we can get to the big shebang, which is Christmas. So Christmas is like big for us, but this week is spent like decorating the house. Like they, you know, the peoples, as I like to call them, came in and judged up the home for us. And I'm behind on grading for my students and it's fall break at Hopkins. And so I'm catching up on my grade book. So that's my life this week. What is, what is the grade book these days? Is it, cause I think there's, I kind of yearn for the days of, Remember someone someone tweeted this like remember when you would peek at the physical grade book on your let's just say like you're in grade school elementary school middle school when you would peek over at that grid page and to be like 195 whatever and you just like <laughs> get a sense of your st- now it's all electronic i assume yeah this is all electronic okay, okay. you know i put <laughs> no and, peeking and no peeking and then it's it's <laughs> like every assignment has a different weight so i'm i hate math i'm not good at math so i'm like yeah, okay this yeah. is only worth five points so now i'm using my little calculator on my iphone like so what's a three out of five is that a is that a <laughs> a or is that b what's like uh-huh. Uh, so I, I despised it. <laughs> Nothing is out of 100. Like, let's go back to everything's out of 100. No, no, no. Yeah. The entire semester is out of 100. So everything yeah. is broken down. Sorry. I'm a, I'm, I'm a millennial <laughs> professor and yeah. it comes out in my aggravation at all faculty meetings. They hate me. <laughs> no, but I have to ask. So like you, are you back in the classroom now or is it still all virtual? So the good news is the program I teach in was always virtual. Every once in a while, I did face-to-face classes. So it didn't, the pandemic really didn't impact my teaching because we've always been virtual. It's just that in the spring, I'll pick up one or two classes that are face-to-face because the weather's nice. I like to be on campus. But now I'm like, hell no, I'm not in the classroom. I'm not doing that. (laughs) No, 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 no. You were saying how your students, some of your students, mostly your students are very aware, but keep the boundary the distance between you being on the, them being aware that you're on the show, but you've had a couple be like, 
hey, um, I had this question about public affairs stuff, whatever, but then what's the deal with Robin and Giselle or whatever? And you're like, I can't tell you that. I swear, the conversations, for the most part, and when I say most part, I mean like 99% of my students, they don't question, they don't say anything. It's completely professor-student relationship. But then you always have those few who will say something like, hey, I was looking at page three of the syllabus and I wanted to know about the final exam and whether Karen Huger is really shooting in Siri. I'm like, how did we we get here? Whether she's really shooting in Siri. That is so funny. How did we go from the syllabus to Siri and Peanuts? I'm so confused. And it escalates that quickly. It's not even like a period between the syllabus conversation and then the Karen Huger conversation. It's like Uh a running thought. And I'm just like... Okay. All right. Don't doesn't that put something on you to be like, well, I can't think any differently of this student. I can't let the professor student relationship be affected by what they just brought into this. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like that puts the onus on you to like, I don't know, like brush it off. Is that fair to say? Yeah, no, I, I I always what I do, what I have learned is I answer whatever question they have about the course and I put LOL. I saw your last question. <laughs> you have to stay tuned. Smiley face. It's literally a copy and paste. Yeah, and I love it. It's literally a copy and paste I put for everything. Just to say, I acknowledge it. I get it. But LOL, yeah. smiley face. You know, I I mean, what can I say? Like, they want to know about, you know, they want to know about Candace's album. They want to know if they could come to the album release. I'm like, girl, no, you cannot come to the album. <laughs> I have to say, I, um, I was on Instagram this morning and she posted a little bit of her singing Alone by Heart. And the <gasps> vocals yes, are there. And they've always been there. And I really like the album. And Drive Back has basically become the theme song to this podcast. But <laughs> she's got the real chops like there's and I saw her on Kelly Clarkson and she killed it I that was she, huge I think she did well I think she killed it I think that you know if nothing else I'm happy for her chasing what she loves and what she has been doing since she was yeah. younger it, no shade to anyone but you know Candace is not like okay I'm on this platform now what I'm, I'm going to start singing no she has pictures Mm-mm. of her singing since she was little so I'm I'm always a big proponent of people chasing their dreams, no matter what it is. So yeah. I'm glad she's doing that. Yeah. It's been really interesting, like, cause cause from the first season to the second season, obviously it's like it's almost like a Wendy 2.0. There has been like this this glow up, if you if you pardon me using the expression. But what I really loved about it is like it is actually a progression from season one. If you really think about it, it doesn't really come out of nowhere because you've been saying since the first season that you, there was parts of you that you've been wanting to explore that you've maybe been hesitant to explore in the past because you do have this relationship with your mother and with your you know Nigerian upbringing that sort of prevents you from stepping outside the box too, too much because you have this expectation with yourself, with your mom, with your culture. So I actually think it's not really coming too far outside the box because you already made the big decision to be on a program like The Real Housewives of Potomac. And then it shouldn't feel too surprising for anyone like your castmates or anyone that's watching to see you also branch out into things that housewives have done in the past that we shouldn't be surprised at your interests like Home Essentials. So what would you have to say to people that are like, still on this narrative of but where's this new wendy coming from yeah i i mean i i honestly would say to them you know look at how we ended season five season five it ended with 
myself having a conversation with my mom, she gave me her yeah. blessing, so to speak, and said, you know what? I'm proud of you. Go chase your dreams. So if mm -hmm. you stop it there and you pick up from season six, it's like, okay, so now I'm living for me. And in our yeah. culture, yeah. people may not know this, but part of the expectation is not just education, but for women, it's also family. And mm -hmm. I finally had a girl. That was like the full circle moment. Like you have your two boys, you have your girl, you've completed what you were set out to do as a Nigerian woman. Now go live. Mm. I have nothing else to beg of you because you have the degrees, you have the children, you have the husband. Now go live. And live I did. And I don't know who else didn't get plastic surgery while we were in the pandemic. It's like the perfect time to heal. <laughs> yes, yes, it's, like, yes. it's like the perfect time to heal. I mean, I know so many of my friends. I didn't get I did it. Okay, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, I got a new nose. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. So many people got new noses because we had masks on. So I just, I, I mean, I get it. And, I, and, and I'm not faulting people because I do understand if you leave somewhere as memory serves you, you're thinking about the professor. And, and let me speak to that too. I feel like culturally, and when I say culturally, I mean, as a society, mm -hmm. we put people in professions in boxes. If you're a yep. professor, you look like this. If you're a doctor, you look like this. And so here I am, this professor, and I got my tits out. And it's like, <laughs> well, wait, this, this is not this is not what we were ingrained to believe. And I, I love, mm -hmm. I love music. And Nas has this song, um, has this lyric on hate me now with him and Diddy. And he says, people fear what they don't understand. And yeah. that's the truth. When we don't understand something it's almost like, wait, that's not what I was taught. That doesn't make sense. That's not registering. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It is what it is. How do you feel like you can like assuage that fear in people though? Not that it's your responsibility, but I kind of feel this way sometimes not to like, I don't know, lionize myself or anything, but like, I feel like I kind of always every single day, Wendy feel that way about like, I don't think an audience watching, you know, this show that I'm on really knows what to make of this like queer Asian guy. And so that's why, like, that's where a lot of their anger comes out and their frustration. They like vent all of these weird things onto me and I'm like oh it's just because you've never like seen seen someone like me before and that's okay but I I kind of think about this with everybody I'm like how do you sell yourself to people when they just like are, are kind of coming into this by default saying I don't get their whole deal what I have come to realize and I'm not you know all knowing is I feel like our biggest form of revolution is just to exist because mm. I don't know about you. I didn't see me growing up. I never mm -hmm. saw a professor who was yes, a professor, but also very confident in her sexuality in a public space. And yeah. I think that it, it always sucks being the first. I'm not saying I'm the first, but sometimes when you have such a big platform, it puts you on this pedestal that you are it's now. isolating. Yeah, this person. Yeah. And if I can like just reach out to everyone who has reached out to me and said, thank you. I, I'm, I'm a doctor. I'm a pharmacist. I'm a firefighter. And mm. you have allowed me to live in my truth to say, I don't have to go 
with the label or the stereotype that comes with me, then that's what I have done. That 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 is my mm-hmm. contribution to the conversation because people need to see us. People need to see you existing in your truth because when they don't, then we are helping continue the narrative of what people who look like us, think like us, love like mm-hmm. us are supposed to act like. And that's not mm-hmm. helping at all. Wendy, this is this is it. This is why you you tune in. This is why you watch <laughs> her talking head on the political shows. <laughs> oh, this is this is the power. I would say like when you came on the show and I remember you were on Watch What Happens Live one time and Andy said, I'm so proud to have you as a housewife. I really do think I I remember him saying that and I was like, yeah, it really is. You are a different kind of real housewife. And so I was wondering, how did it come to you? Did they were they scouting? Did you have a friend on the show? Because I know often it's like, you know, they try to make it so that it feels like a real friend group. But how did it come to you? And I wonder what the process of you accepting the role on the show was like because it had to be a consideration. Yeah, so it's it's funny because I knew I had met two of the ladies prior to even being in this universe type of thing. Mm-hmm. But I had someone who, I mean, I don't even have a title for them. They're not, they're a connector. And mm-hmm. I was in New York filming a political segment. And she said, hey, would you ever do reality TV? And I said, "Mm, I don't know, but never say never. I am a big YOLO type of person. And so she said, okay, I want you to meet some people. And so I had a meeting with some of the head honchos for the production company that does Potomac. And what I thought would be a 30 minute meeting ended up lasting for hours. And we had a great conversation. And after that conversation, they were like, we love you. And the rest is history. But I didn't go into Mm. it. I I didn't, you know, apply to a casting call or anything like that. It was really a friend who said, would you ever consider this? And at that point, I I was at a really weird space in my career, meaning I have been doing political commentary for so long. And I was like, okay, Mm -hmm. what's next for me? And I said, whatever I do next, I have to do it quickly because I know that my biological clock in my head for me is Mm -hmm. ticking and I want to have one more baby. So when she presented the opportunity to me, I was like, yeah, sure. And the reason I added that last piece is when we came home from New York, my whole family was with me from that meeting that week we conceived Cameron. Mm -hmm. And so it, it was just like this weird alignment because if I would have conceived her prior to the meeting, I don't think I would have taken it, you know, because I would have been like, oh, motherhood, you know, this is perfect. You know, my last one, let me just take it easy. But literally at like when we came back, she was conceived. And so it's, it's just so funny how, you know, destiny works and how everything lined up. And then that explains the, because I think the timing, am I getting this right? You guys shot season five like two months after Cameron was born yes Cameron was born in July production came knocking on my door in August and we started filming the first week of September and so it just and I remember my interview for for, you know with the executives they said would you have any other kids you know would you consider and I said yeah I would want one more I want a girl and I even said 
uh, I want a girl and I want to have her now because I want her to be able to walk by the time me and my husband celebrate oh. our 10 year wedding anniversary. Literally. Wow. That is planning. <laughs> that it says it all. Uh, yeah. So here we are. <laughs> yeah. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Well, spring is in full bloom. Are your finances blooming, too? With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa credit card, it's easy to start building credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments with no annual fees or interest. And if your credit scores grow... So could your opportunities for lower rates on loans, like for a car or a home. You know what I love about the Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card? What? There are no annual fees, interest, or credit checks to apply. Yes! You can use it everywhere Visa credit cards are accepted. Take back your finances. Build credit using your own money. Yeah. Did you know that with Chime Credit Builder that you can get paid up to two days early with direct deposit? I did. You can also overdraft up to $200 without fees with SpotMe when you set up a qualifying direct deposit. Just set up a qualifying direct deposit, sign up for SpotMe, and Chime will spot you up to your limit when you make a credit card purchase or cash withdrawal that exceeds your balance. With Chime's secure credit card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at Chime.com forward slash culturistas that's chime.com forward slash culturistas chime feels like progress the chime credit builder visa credit card is issued by the Bancorp bank na or stride bank na members fdic spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply out of network atm withdrawal and otc advance fees may apply terms and conditions apply go to chime.com slash disclosures for details hey it's bowen and i want to introduce you to the new cantina chicken menu at taco bell yes it's an all-new chicken menu with fresh new ingredients great as a lunchtime option taste for yourself the slow roasted chicken pico de gallo purple cabbage and new avocado verde salsa sauce with new menu options like cantina chicken tacos burritos and quesadillas there's something for everyone and taco bell isn't just for a late night with this new cantina chicken menu the possibilities are well endless try the new cantina chicken menu at taco bell now now i said Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. 
back to talking about your mother, like talk about like how liberating that was because I, I do relate to that a lot too, where like I grew up all the way through college thinking I have this, I am duty bound to what my parents want from me in my career. And it was this real mad. Yeah. I was pre-med. And then Matt, Matt remembers this moment where I was, I fully fell into this depression after we graduated college where I was like, I don't think I want to go to med school. I think I might try to pursue this showbiz thing. Um, and well, was he was going to this... go home to Denver. And I remember I had seen Bowen perform all throughout college. And I was like, that is absolutely not happening. And we said, I, I, we, we basically anchored Bowen to New York to keep him performing. But it was it was a big thing for you. But it was this huge conversation that I had to have with my parents where they weren't even like, I don't think they ever gave me the blessing to like do this. But even just that that tiny, tiny like interstitial space that I found to be like, okay, well, you're not saying that you're going to disown me if I right. do this. So I'm going right. to, I'm going to do it was like such a, such a moment, I think in like, mm. in like the first generation development of people. And so I don't know, like, what was that like having that conversation with your mother, having cameras roll and then mm. like making the decision, like how, like how soon was it after that where you decided I'm going to go for everything that I want to go for? Wow, that's a powerful question. It's, it's actually funny because I said to myself, I can only have this conversation with her with cameras rolling because I know she won't wow. kill me in front of people. <gasps> so that yeah. was like my safety <laughs> net. So people didn't know that because I think sometimes we have like these hard conversations and people are like, well, it's kind of weird that you're having this because even this season I had a conversation with my mom during the photo shoot and people yes. were like, why is she talking about this in front of her mom in front of a photo shoot? Because she can't kill me when people are there. So, yeah. <laughs> and there was a distance too. You were, you were horizontal on the chaise yeah. and she was like all the way over there. Yeah. So she but you know having having that conversation was really hard for me because Bowen as you said it's like for 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 me being a first gen is so hard because you're straddling two worlds and in my book tears of my mother I talk about how first generations we often straddle two worlds to the to the point that I propose that we create a new name for the for the third world in a sense, right? That that we're yeah. straddling. Because one feed is here, another feed is here, but we occupy that middle space. And it's something mm-hmm. that I feel like only us know. And it was so hard for me. And I clap for you because at least you went and chased your dreams. I didn't start chasing my dreams until I accomplished everything that she wanted me to. And yeah. Part of that first step was actually doing the Royal Housewives because she couldn't say no because I've already been a professor. I've already received my degrees. I've already been married. I've already had kids. And so it was Mm -hmm. hard for her to say no because it's like you've done what you need to do. And I think what's really important that some people may not understand is I understand that for everyone, your children are your pride. But for Nigerians in particular, your children fill the gap for what you didn't accomplish. And so that's why they push us so hard. Because for us, I have friends that their parents or their father are taxi cab drivers. Mm -hmm. And for their father, that's okay that that's all he achieved. But his child is now a medical doctor. So you cannot look down on him because of what his child has done. And it's really 
a delicate balance because you know that your parents have sacrificed so much for you to be here, but you want to live your own life. But in the same breath, you don't want to let them down because you know that they didn't accomplish what they wanted to because they sacrificed for you. Yes. And it's like this big mind. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> it's just so horrible. But I mean, I don't have any, you know, I don't have any beautiful answers for it. I just know that. No, that's a beautiful conceptualization of it, though. That's all people need. I mean, I just hope that the next generation, we as first gens, for our children, we allow them to dream. I don't know if our parents allowed us to dream. And if I could pass any gift to my kids, I would say you can dream and you can dream big. Mm. You know, it. I will also say you have the most beautiful children. Oh, you're so every sweet. time, every time your every time your Carter kids come on screen, too. I just smile, Cameron. and and I, I just, I, it, it really is. They they have such good energy. They seem like such happy kids, and. Obviously, your husband is like a fan favorite at this Aww. point. I mean, <laughs> we stan Eddie in this house. Oh, thank um, you. It's so funny you say think, that. Wait, let me see. Let, yeah. me, let me be a doting mom. So yesterday, <laughs> Eddie and I went to parent-teacher conference for Carter and Cruz. And we went to Cameron's last week. And their teacher for Carter and Cruz, they, they said, you know, your sons are so compassionate. Whenever they mm-hmm. have a child struggling... You know, Carter, his teacher said he's the first one to help. And the, Cruz's teacher oh. said he's the first one to help to the point that Cruz was out last week and a kid that he walks to the bus to make sure his friend gets a bus missed the bus oh. because Cruz wasn't there. And the teacher's like, oh my God, I forgot Cruz didn't come to school today. So this kid missed the bus. The reason I'm telling this story is here I am in my hoodie and, in, in, and leggings at this meeting, crying <laughs> like a baby. <laughs> Because I'm like, my kids, you know, even my daughter, they said the same thing. I'm like, the one adjective that everyone has used to describe my kids is compassion. And oh, I was like, so and beautiful. I am such a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm crying because I'm like, I want to be better because they have this trait and I don't know why I don't have it. And I'm literally, and Eddie's looking at me like, literally, his face is like this. He's looking at me like, in this conference and he's like, it's not about you. Get yourself together. <laughs> this is about the kids. That is so funny. But in that moment, I was just like, oh my gosh. Like, you know, because at the core of this, I want my kids to be successful. Yes, yes, yes. But I just want to make good human beings. And to yes. hear that, I was just yeah. like, oh my God, how did my parents fail me? I'm not compassionate. <laughs> no. They did not. But I do, I do want to ask though, because whenever we have people that have been on reality television on the podcast, and we have had a few, one of the one, most fascinating questions, I think, and everyone always gives a different answer is, when you see yourself edited to and depicted oh, as yeah. a character, uh, and oh my God, I can already tell it has to be such a mindfuck because, you know, even like when Bowen and I see ourselves on television playing characters, it's weird. And then when you see yourself as yourself, but it's also filtered through this, you know, need that the producers and editors have to make you into a part of the narrative. I want to know what your experience is with that and how much you recognize yourself. Oh, my gosh. I can cry answering this question. And I don't know why, Mm. because I feel like, oh gosh, that's such a, 
you know, and you know the saying, check on your strong friend. So you you don't know yeah. it, but like that's like you checking in because it's like, oh, yeah. oh. And no, seriously, because, you know, you play, we, we, we're on this show and everything we say, we said it, but everything has context. Right. And I feel like the viewers sometimes are not privy to the context or things are cut and spliced. And so even if it was said in one way, now it's a whole nother way. So when I see myself, I feel like you guys see the worst version of me. Oh. It's who I am because I said those things, but that's not all I am. That's, that's, that's the piece. You know, like if you see me, telling someone hey don't don't talk about my family yes that's one mm-hmm. piece but the larger piece is because i am this mom who goes to pta meetings and i care about my kids being compassionate and we do homework together and i just want to make sure they're okay and so when you talk about my family you are touching my achilles heel because the only thing in the world that can break me is my family but you don't get mm-hmm. that piece you don't get that story that that backstory you know yeah but i feel like if, if we're talking specifically about the williamsburg moment at the yeah, whiskey tasting yeah. matt and i matt so matt was in town um this is one of the this is one of the few episodes where matt and i watched together oh, this season. <laughs> and and that episode i mean i i had chills i mean matt you remember like i i held my breath that entire 10 minute span or whatever and like by the end like you and I were like on our feet, just applauding, clapping for Wendy. Yeah, well, you essentially you booked season seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, and twelve with that scene. I mean, it, it cemented the legend because because and it, as as fans, of course, we want to see Giselle and Robin get dragged because I mean, you know, as fans and, and also saying this, you know, with compassion for them as the full course, human beings that they are, knowing that they're playing their roles, but. I think that it would be disingenuous for any fan of the show to watch that and feel like like that was responsible of them to do because and mm. now to see them play you know and not to get too too much into the narrative of the season because people can watch the reunion for that but I think it is really obtuse mm. for them to not recognize what they've done when they bring something like that narrative onto the show, which, as you said, goes from being known by hundreds of people to millions, because as you've been saying, your family, as they grow older, can now recognize that this was a narrative on the show when it had absolutely no basis in truth. And so it is a lack of respect for you and you as a mama bear and as someone who's a proud person and a, and like a lover of your husband like of course you're going to go all the way in and so yes we appreciate that moment because we love to see Giselle get dragged for her <laughs> foolishness and Ashley you know be exposed as the henchman that she is on the show but also like i want you to know that we 100% at least we Bowen and i know where that comes from rooted in what you've been saying yeah i think yeah well thank you guys i appreciate that so much you know it it it's we, we sign up for this show and, and we don't yeah. we, we know what comes with it. We get it. We understand it. You know, but what I realized last year, the end of last year is you have to know who you are when you come on this mm. platform, because if you don't, you will have millions of people telling you who you are. Mm. So you have uh-huh. to know who you are. 
Because when I tell you, people will tell you, no, this is who you are. And for some mm. people, they start to believe it. So <gasps> I am very, I ah. hold very close to my family and the people who don't win and the people who know me. Because when I say that I am, you know, Eddie will tell you I'm the biggest softy ever. Um, and, and it's so funny because I was watching the reunion and I guess new narrative they're trying to play is that I control him. So, at the, uh, yeah, I guess <laughs> yeah, that's they, they, do, they do do that. Yeah. That's a new narrative because they have him answering the questions in like quick bites, but he literally gave, gave her whole dissertation. And oh, then at sure. the very end, Andy asked me a question like, so Wendy, what are your final thoughts on this? I said it, but then they played that in a way that I cut him off and I spoke for him and the whole world is saying, well, why don't you let him speak? Why would you cut him off? I didn't. I was asked the oh. question. I was asked the question, but you didn't see that. Right. So it's 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 those moments that you're just like, man, let me change the damn channel. <laughs> I don't want to yeah. watch it. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Well, there's no way that it's not completely dissociative for you to watch yourself completely like reshuffled, spliced, like assembled differently, literally, in like this real way. And I think, but with what you were saying earlier, like I I, I bring up me and Matt watching it together because I think there are a lot of viewers who are watching a moment like that and thinking, oh no, I do actually see the nuance behind this moment that there is more to it than even this, something so emotional and big. And there's obviously conflict here, but like, I think there, there is this implicit understanding of like what was going on. What was at play? Like I, I, I completely understood where you were coming from personally. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I feel like you've done a very remarkable job of like presenting the totality of yourself, even though there's no way for a show like this to like represent that. Yeah. Like on your behalf yeah. in the best way. Yeah. I feel like you do bring all of yourself to the show, which is why I love you, which is why I, I've gone on record to say that you're my favorite housewife. Oh, I love you. Oh, I appreciate that. <laughs> oh, I really appreciate that. You know, I think that for all of us, we come into this and we just, you know, the hope is just to bear your soul. And what yeah. Eddie was telling me, because he's my therapist, um, he told me, <laughs> you have to be your authentic self. But with that, you also have to know that people will digest you how they want to. And you can't yes. be mad at how someone digests you. And right. that has stuck with me. And, you know, I am just moving with the adage, it's better to be hated for who I am than love for who I'm not. So if this is right, me yeah. and you love it, thank you. If this is me and you hate it, I'm sorry. But yeah. at least I'm giving you who I really am. Oh no, don't apologize for yeah, it. Yeah, I, <laughs> I feel like um, you really are, you you do elevate the show. And I, I would say like, um, obviously next week is the last episode of the reunion at the end of this season. And it is hosted by Nicki Minaj. So before we ask, before we ask the question of what was the culture that made you say culture is for you, I want to know if you can tell us a little bit about the experience of being at a reunion hosted by Nicki Minaj. And if you can tease how it went at all, or just exp just explain what it's like to be in the presence of royalty, truly the queen. <laughs> yes, yeah. Oh my gosh! So <laughs> I I was just so taken aback because it's it's, it's layered. It's layered because first it's okay. Nicki Minaj is hosting the reunion. That in itself mm -hmm. is like whoa. <laughs> yeah. The second piece is 
Nicki Minaj watches your show. Right. Yeah. So it's 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 really so many pieces to it. But once I found out that Nicki Minaj was going to be the guest, it was in that moment that you guys see the preview because she started right. out by sending us a video saying, I can't make it, but I love you guys. I was like, oh, right. and we and you the blurriest, the blurriest video in the world. <laughs> we bought that and I was completely OK and I was honored by it because I'm like, she did a video first. This is great. Let's move on. Let's get to the questions. Oh, my God, that's amazing. Yeah, but if but I'll be lying to you if I didn't feel like something was up. <laughs> I I started to feel like something was up after our first break. I don't know what it is. I, I blame everything on my mommy's senses. Like, I know my child could be upstairs. I'm like, Carter's doing something bad. I don't know why. I just uh-huh. feel. It. And I was like, I, I, I turned to Candace and I was like, I think Nicki Minaj is here. Uh-huh. I lied to you now. She said, what? No, I don't think so. I, I said. So she doesn't have that mommy sense yet. Something is going on. And I don't know. And so when Andy said the whole thing about, I think I need a drink, I was like, (laughs) she is here. And it was such (laughs) an amazing moment. And just let the record show. You're going to see at the very end, something happens. But just know that the bottle that she's holding when she walks in is now in my collection of alcohol wow. so i can tell my kids i i snagged that sucker i was like none of you ladies are gonna get this i think i think everyone was so caught up taking pictures with her i was like no 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 the bottle where she walks in she says i'm here bitches that bottle bitches. and we do something with that bottle that bottle is still <laughs> in my house i ha- you were not letting andy put that I in was the not. clubhouse no, that was no. going to the osefo no, no, household no. it's coming to the osefo household for all of my pain the season that i have experienced yes. that is my Okay. <laughs> That's your reward. <laughs> yes. And she really goes in on people. What? I have <laughs> I have never felt so it's like it's <laughs> I it's it's almost like you're wa- so I went almost close to last. And it's like you're watching someone push your friends <laughs> off a cliff. Oh my god. You're hearing your friends <laughs> scream as they go down. <laughs> and in your head you're saying i'm next yeah i'm next the firing squad so the firing squad starts with <laughs> ashley and you see me and carrie holding each other and shaking because we're like oh my god and so in that moment we all realize she is going to reload and it will be your turn soon oh it, was, it was so god. chaotic it was so chaotic <laughs> Oh my god! Because you, you can tell that even in the—I don't know if it was the 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 preview for the episode or something for next week, but like Mia is completely thrown, and I'm yes. like, if you can like I mean, thrown Mia, off a cliff, thrown off a cliff, as as Wendy says. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly. Bubbly bursts. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. 
Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Hey, it's Bowen, and I want to introduce you to the new Cantina Chicken Menu at Taco Bell. Yes, it's an all-new chicken menu with fresh new ingredients, great as a lunchtime option. Taste for yourself the slow-roasted chicken, pico de gallo, purple cabbage, and new avocado verde salsa sauce. With new menu options like Cantina Chicken Tacos, burritos, and quesadillas, there's something for everyone. And Taco Bell isn't just for a late night. With this new Cantina Chicken Menu, The possibilities are, well, endless. Try the new Cantina Chicken Menu at Taco Bell now. Now, I said. Snag a job is where America goes to hire. With the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Jean Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, Wendy, we have to ask you the question that we ask all of our Lost Culturistas guests, which is, what was the culture that made you say culture is for you? Bowen, can you explain more in detail? This is the sort of formative, foundational pop culture that kind of set you off. That was the seed crystal that blossomed into this beautiful lattice of culture in your life. Oh, man. Okay, so can I pick more than one? Yes. yes. So two. Oh man, I have so many. Okay, so mm, I'll do movie and music. Okay, okay, perfect. For movie, I I you know I'm a child of an immigrant and I have an older sister. And so why I say that is while my mom was working, it was me and my sister. And we often uh. turned to movies to tell us what life could be if oh. my mom worked hard enough. Wow. And clueless. <gasps> that's my favorite movie of really? all time yeah i just i just watched it the other day because i watch it once a month oh clueless <laughs> Ch- changing my life 
And once I saw that, I saw how the other side of the world lives for us. Yeah. You know, we were living in a two bedroom apartment and to see these kids and to see her go to her closet and push a button and her clothes rotated. I was like, this is amazing. And yeah. it never left me. And mm. I was like, this is this is it. That movie, as well as um gosh i know the song top that top that i don't really give a about topping that what song is that about the girl who the teen what is it what is it what is teen it witch, is, Anna it teen, says. is it teen witch that was my teen, teen okay, witch listen that movie <laughs> and the boy who could fly those were like my 90s uh, like oh Okay. All right. Okay. 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 No, those are those are fantastic answers. Honestly, clueless. You know what it was? I I was I was we were obviously we're all young when that first came out, but I just remember the image of Alicia Silverstone Uh, in that yellow yellow. Jean Jean Paul Gaultier like 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 plaid ensemble that she had picked out in her computer, and then her walking down, and then Dion Stacey Dash in that like hat. Mm. You know them walking down and just. Um, talking to each other this way. Mm. And then, you know, as if, like the whole thing, as it felt if. like it was, it felt Ugh. like it was just, I didn't know why, but it hit me right yes. in my like, yes. I, I don't know what it was, but I was like, I need to know everything. everything. It was so, it was so Uh-oh. much, Uh-oh. you know? It, oh. It's this timeless, it created this very timeless fantasy. I mean, you know, it's Jane Austen or whatever, but like it's yeah. still this, but the image of going to that high school and dressing up that way and like driving through the palm trees, like I, I just, like that is so indelible to everybody, I think, especially people of our age, you know, like what a huge movie. No, that was, that was huge. That was major. And, and thank you to the casting for making, I was going to say, Dion, Right. For making Dion a woman of color, because too often those movies existed. Like, you know, you could have, you know, the the Breakfast Club, like those movies. But we didn't I didn't have representation. But to see Dion, you know, in that movie, to see Stacey Dash, it was like, oh, wow, this is amazing. Yeah. And also, you know, the thing about uh, Dion and Clueless is, yes, she is the best friend character, but she also has her own arc. In fact, yes. we actually know more about Dion's yeah. romantic life mm-hmm. than we do Cher's. Bef- and also, you know, she has experiences that Cher doesn't have. You know, you get that Cher, like, takes a lot of cues from her and from her relationship with Murray, played by Donald Faison. And also, it's just, they have this entire thing going on and it's it's not just the stock best friend which of course as we know people of color and queer people often are just the appendage but that was not the case with this movie and it's just it is ahead of its time and it 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 actually it's important for people growing up to see it because then they recognize like a diverse group of friends is not just like you know, it it, it 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 exists. It's out there. And I just thought, especially at an affluent school, like that representation, too, is just it had to mean a lot. It meant a lot. And for for me in my 30s, the fact that it still sticks with me is a mm-hmm. testament to how much it does mean and how much it did mean. you know. So, yeah. 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 So my music uh, piece. music. Yes. Yes. OK, so I have two. Uh, the first would be. 
Little Kim's crush on you video. Mm. Ah! When she <laughs> switched her freaking wig five yeah. times uh-huh, uh-huh. from red to yellow <laughs> to blue to green. And she had those contacts in her eyes. Let me tell yeah. you, yep. I was in the seventh grade and I said, I don't want to wear glasses anymore. And my mom said, okay, you can get uh-uh. contacts. I got the same colored contacts as her and wore them up until college when I finally said, okay, enough is enough. Up until college, because of her, she literally changed how I viewed fashion, how I viewed sexuality, just how she just dominated in that five minute video. I said, Mm -hmm. this is, this is it. All right. Second, Britney Spears. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. I loved Britney Spears' song. Um, I think it's I'm a Slave for You, where she had the mm-hmm. yellow python. And yes. she had yes. the jeans below her waist and then the crop yeah, the low top. Rise. And then she did, baby, baby. That moved the culture. Baby. That moved the culture for me in so many ways because it's just something about these women who just are so sure and so confident about themselves Mm -hmm. and just the way in which they are showing the world that I'm owning this space. It's just, Oh my gosh, that those are fantastic answers. Have, have any, have any of you guys seen the, the Janet Jackson documentary that just came out uh, through the New York times? Is that the one that explores the, the, the thing with her and Justin Timberlake? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But basically like everyone is sort of, the setup of it all is just like talking about Janet's career up until this shift. When I think um, it was control was the album where like things mm-hmm. like really started to change. But before that, like the, her first two albums were very sort of like fulfilling the Joe Jackson, like, you know, thing of like, okay, it's wholesome. It's, you know, it, it should appeal to all people. And then control was when she started to like own her sexuality. And that's when the culture did not know what to do with this black woman who was owning her her physicality this way and i mean talk about like lil kim like sort of doing that completely in this revolutionary way herself but with janet it was just this thing of like okay and so of course society is going to pile onto this woman for doing something that falls out of line with what they value. And so of course they're going to side with this man who profits off proximity to black culture Mm. and all this stuff. Highly recommend it. But I mean, both Lil' Kim and Britney Spears, I think fantastic answers and sort of like all, and I'm just, I'm just sort of fresh off watching this documentary. I'm like, there's something about that time in the culture. I know we, we all talk about like, Oh, early aughts, like impactful, whatever. But like Lil' Kim is so major on mm-hmm. so many levels, and I still don't think we've processed the impact. We don't give her her flowers. Little Kim is why we're able, you know, Bowen, you and I were having this conversation of us occupying this space and people looking at us and not knowing what to do with us. Uh-huh, Little 100%. Kim is why you're able to digest yes. Cardi B. Little Kim yes. is why you're able to digest Nicki Minaj. That yes. is, she she kicked that door open. And a lot of these women literally owe their entire image to her 
because there was never a time before that women would rap, but they were they felt they had to wear men's clothing, like the Queen Latifahs of the world, the MC Lights of the world. They came before her, but Lil' Kim was the first one to say, I can rap about this stuff that, you know, may seem gangster to some people, but I can do it while being sexy. That's never mm-hmm. been done before. So no. hats off to her. Hats Sometimes off. I just sit and listen to how many licks and I just like let it happen <laughs> to me. And I just like, because it, she she's going in so hard and it's like, you don't think she can heighten it, but the whole song is this build and it just gets even more. And also that, chorus that how many looks does it take till you get to the center of the I'm just like the whole thing is driving and it's just taking you to Mars yes I am obsessed and you're you're right because you know it it's 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 funny that you say Britney Spears and also Lil' Kim and in a way you know looking at these girls in Clueless who you know were confident and owned themselves Mm -hmm, it seems mm -hmm. like and sometimes I think like the things that are most important to us are the things that we need the most. So you as a young person was, what was the relationship to like, I don't know what it is in in the culture with your mother. What was the education or relationship to sexuality? Like, was it something that you found yourself learning more from outside of, of that? Or like, what was that relationship? I learned, I, I, we had, my mother and I had conversations about, what happens to a woman's body as she matures? What happens if you do have sex? Like what, you know, what the result of that is. But as far as my own sexuality, that's something that I had to look to the media for. It wasn't conversations that were that open. And that's why when you guys see me in season six, it's me being liberated too. Uh, We started filming the second week of February and I had my surgery the end of January, I believe. So Mm. you guys are seeing someone who just got this new body and she's like, yes. And sexuality is something that oftentimes is quailed in Nigerian society, especially Mm -hmm. for females. Uh, It doesn't happen as rampant, but they still have female, you know, genital mutilation in Nigeria where only men should enjoy the, 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 the spoils of sexuality and women shouldn't. So it's like this sense of ownership. And and I feel like I peaked late in life because my friends I feel like they understood it when they were younger, when they were in their 20s. And I'm just getting into it. I'm like, oh, yes, I'm loving <laughs> <Yeah>. this. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like 10 years late here, guys. But whatever. <laughs> I, I relate. I so, relate. Honestly, so do I. Oh, because no. I think I think as 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 gay men, too, like when you look at what, especially when we were growing up, and this is why I think it's great that there is so much more representation. I mean, it matters in every sense, mm. because I mean, as gay men, I'll just say it like you don't really figure out how to have sex until you're in your mid to late 20s. I, honestly, mm. our generation anyway, like at least that's how I can speak for myself. Mm. Like I, I, I was unsure of that because we really didn't. Yes, we had sex education, but it was entirely focused on the heterosexual point of view. I mean, there was no, there was absolutely no education. You know, our friend John Early has a joke. I, I, I'm going to butcher it, but it's like, I think in high school I could have benefited from less trigonometry and more how to use my butt for sex. Like, and it's just like, and it's like, I identify with that because 
because we were just kind of like thrown to the wolves. Like, how are you exactly going to learn not just about the mechanics, but about the specifics and the nuances of sexuality if you don't have anyone telling you because either they don't know or it feels taboo? You know what I mean? I love that. And I think that that's so important for you to say to me as a heterosexual woman, because so many times I'm in these spaces and we have conversations about diversity. And I just think that and I and I often say this in in my meetings, I feel like we put so much emphasis on racial diversity or gender diversity. But we need to understand what it means for people who come from different backgrounds all over and how we Mm -hmm. educating them because like i never thought of that i never thought of sexual education and how that looks at it through one lens like i would have never thought about that and what does that mean for for people who who are trying to reconcile like i was like what does sex look like and for you guys you didn't even have anything and right. that breaks my heart. Oh, oh no, no, no. Go no. figure like, it out. I promise ah! you. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> they were talking. It's funny because they were talking about it on The Real. Like it was a topic on The Real. It was like one of the hot topics. They were saying like they were discussing whether or not anal sex should be taught during sex education. And a couple of the hosts were like, this is too much. Like, I don't want my child. Like, this feels like a little extra. And I feel like there wasn't a voice saying, well, remember, that is that is actually how some people have sex and they don't have another option. So that's just a different perspective, I think, to look at it. Like, of course, like, if I'm a heterosexual person with heterosexual children and I think, you know, butt sex, I'm like, okay, wait, maybe I'm hesitant, but I do think it's important to voice. And that's why I think it is, it's, it's actually crucial to have more representation in terms of like the, the voices teaching, you know, just acknowledging the spectrum of sexuality amongst everyone and like radically changing the way that we speak to each other and respecting each other's sexual identities, um, gender identities, et cetera, because it's not monolithic. And and I think that we need to be more respectful, definitely, but absolutely at the baseline, just more aware and more, like you said before, compassionate about what people need. Dr. Matt. I love to address you correctly. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I just think until like we get there in terms of the educational aspect of it, like I think what Wendy's saying is very apt where it's like you are only a lot of people are getting their sexual sort of context from the media and that's Mm -hmm. okay. And there's, Mm -hmm. I mean, now it's got, I mean, the documentary talks about how even now, like, you know, we've gotten much better about empowering women to have to, 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 to be sexually sort of liberated in media. But like, that's sort of the only way a lot of people like figure it out because there's nothing a textbook can teach you about, you know, owning, having some ownership or, you know, autonomy in that. Absolutely. No matter what your gender is, no matter what kind of sex you have, like, I feel like you might as well watch someone, I don't know, like, let's just say Lil' Kim, like have her tit out at an (laughs) award show and be like, whoa, that's, that's pretty crazy and cool. Right. Like, let me try to explore that part of myself. I don't know. It is important, though, that it, it, while I think it's it's not necessarily destructive or, or or any other way 
one way or the other that people get their, you know, representation of sexuality in the media. I think that's really why it's important that that representation be responsible mm. and also be be holistic. You know what I, I mean? Agree. Because because I do think that it's different for women and men. You know what I mean? For a woman to say, I'm going to step out like and this is going to be the way I represent myself. Like, I, I think that we just have to acknowledge the fact that like the society treats and we see it in the media, the way that these women are treated and the way that, you know, they get disregarded, for example, with Janet. Like, this is why I think actually it does matter that the textbooks change. Mm. It does matter that that it, it right. gets um, addressed in schools. I think it's actually the responsibility of people educating our young humans to have a more compassionate approach because you're talking about the media like, Yes, I do think it can be empowering as we're all talking about, but also the media is a, a, a entertainment industry is a business. And these people, these like corporations and these people that put things together are not necessarily thinking, let me responsibly educate the young people yeah, that are going to watch this about sexuality. So I think it does have to be a holistic approach. However, I think are these empowering figures? 100%. And I think as we move forward and as we see media change, it is getting more holistic and responsible. I mean, you don't turn on HBO now and every single show has rape. I mean, at least there's a conversation about like the fact that that needs to change. I And um, so I think we're getting better, but I do think it's important that education-wise, we get more holistic, more respectful, and more informative in real ways. Absolutely. And just to, you know, tree branch off of that, that's why at the reunion, when Andy was, you know, saying, what surgery did I have? I, I mm -hmm. informed him, but I also gave like a disclaimer. Women are dying from this. Yes. And yes. it was really important for me to find a board certified surgeon because I, I know the power of this platform and I understand it and it's not lost on me. So I would never want someone to say, I want to do what Wendy did, but, you know, maybe I want to cut costs. Well, I want to be very clear. People are dying. So if you're going to do it, go to a board certified surgeon, because, you know, I think that to what you're saying, Matt, media does have a sense of responsibility for it to be responsible what they are mm -hmm. showing. Yes. And yes. I definitely felt that in that moment. So. And it's great that they showed you saying that too, because as we said, they they can cut <laughs> around anything. Because then yeah. I think you probably you you probably would have been mortified to watch it, and had they not included that, right. because there's a reason why you said it. Yeah, thank. I'm I'm glad. At least they you know included one thing I like. <laughs> when you roll your eyes, like at least I got one thing right. <laughs> I got one thing. It right. must be so frustrating. Oh, but one one more thing we should commend you for before we move on to I don't think so, honey. Is I'm very glad they did also show you asking Ashley. Do you think colorism exists in society? She says, yes. Do you think it exists within this friend group? She says, no. Like, that is the perfect way to sort of isolate her worldview on, not her worldview, her view on this show. Privilege. That it, it, you really kind of honed in on that in a way that I think was fair to her. You, were, you gave her an opportunity to clarify what she thought. And she still, she yeah. still kind of talked her way out of this truth and like matt says this i mean a lot of people say this but each housewives franchise is about a different thing in society you know in new york it's about 
alcoholism and solidarity oh, really? about religion. Well, they have, there's a clear issue with, with each thing. And I think. They, okay. Tell yeah. me what each one is real quick. I didn't know that. Okay. Matt. Well, I think that the, that something that's very dark in the New York housewives is they all seem to have uh, a, a real dependency and they're grappling with um, alcohol abuse. I mean, okay. I think that it's from the very beginning, you've seen these women change and they've all been through divorces and been through hardship and uh, different traumas. And I think that it's something that threads them all mm-hmm. is it gets really dark with alcohol. And I think that that's probably the larger conversation mm-hmm. that needs to happen with Beverly Hills. I think, you know, there is so much about the cracks in the China, but it's about appearing a certain way, but really having um, really one thing go on. I mean, if you go back to the first season, second season, like it's all about how one of the women is being abused physically to the point where her. she may, she may die. Yeah. And one, it gets spoken out loud and then the show takes a turn and it's really about like, you know, these women speaking their truth in a real way and not caring what people think. When I watch Potomac, I think that there is there is an issue with colorism. Mm-hmm. And I think that there there and I every time it comes up on the show, I think, you know, it, it's almost a shame that there can't be a, a more of a discussion about mm-hmm. it because I do think like me as a viewer and, you know, I'm also very aware of the fact that I'm not the person to lead this discussion, but I do think it should be had mm-hmm. is, yes. you know, um, I think that the darker skinned women are treated differently than the lighter skinned women. And for you to pose that question to Ashley and for her to shirk the responsibility, I think kind of says it all because what we're not acknowledging is even if she feels she doesn't behave a certain way, she's not taking in the totality of what the experience of being on the show is, which is you guys deal with the viewers and how they treat you as well. And so, you know, only you know that experience, but I do think that there is obviously a difference that's just what i'll say that's a, i never i first of all thank you that was so well put um but i a i didn't know that other people noticed it like i know that there's a subsection of people who notice it. i didn't know that all the viewers and if i'm being very candid viewers that are not black notice yes it. yes yes and so that's very interesting to me that you have that because we just thought that it's something within black culture that we know of because we have dealt with it our whole lives versus everyone who sees it and they're like no there's colorism at play here so wow wow it did take it coming up on the show and like there are i do i i one of my favorite recappers is brooke ashley and she she's on youtube and she talks about the show and she makes it a point and she's so frustrated with it that you know it stops her from enjoying the show often um which is a shame but the it, the fact is like when i see them get on candace and they don't get on ashley the same way and they don't get on, you know, the way that Giselle and Robin can sometimes be the same way. You can't help but notice that. That's all I'll say. You know what I mean? Wow. Wow. Fascinating. <laughs> we'll just we'll just leave it at that. Uh, we'll leave it at that <laughs> and everyone can think about it. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly bubbly burst refreshing bubbles colorful bottles and playful smiles galore bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible and with no added sugar and low calories there's a lot to smile about 
Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Hey, it's Bowen, and I want to introduce you to the new Cantina Chicken Menu at Taco Bell. Yes, it's an all-new chicken menu with fresh new ingredients, great as a lunchtime option. Taste for yourself the slow-roasted chicken, pico de gallo, purple cabbage, and new avocado verde salsa sauce. With new menu options like Cantina Chicken Tacos, burritos, and quesadillas, there's something for everyone. And Taco Bell isn't just for a late night. With this new Cantina Chicken Menu, you, the possibilities are, well, endless. Try the new Cantina Chicken Menu at Taco Bell now. Now, I said. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. So now moving into our iconic segment, I don't think so, honey, which is the cornerstone, the touchstone of Los Culturistas, <laughs> where we take one minute to rant against something in culture, pop culture, whatever is grinding your gears because it needs to be addressed correctly, as it were. <laughs> um, uh, I do have I do have a topic, Bowen. Okay, this is Matt Rogers' I Don't Think So, Honey. His time starts now. I Don't Think So, Honey, method acting. Girl, <laughs> this is fu- this is a mess. So I'm reading reviews for The Power of the Dog, which is the new Jane Campion movie with Benedict Cumberbatch and Kirsten Dunst. And he says he did not bathe while he was on oh, set. come on. I said, if you have to do that to get into character, I don't think so, honey. That is not method acting. That does not make you a better actor. That makes you disgusting to be around. That makes you a health hazard. <laughs> that makes you a safety concern. That makes me, if I'm Kirsten Dunst, very unhappy. I don't want to be around you if you smell like ass. I don't think so, honey. Method acting. Lady Gaga, we need you to be in one piece. We can't have you driving yourself crazy for nine months, pretending you're an Italian woman for House of Gucci, which, by the way, I'm seeing tonight very excited. <laughs> 
I don't think so, honey. Do not drive yourself crazy, Lady Gaga. You are already crazy enough. You are just crazy enough that we love you. We don't need you going off the deep end, as (laughs) as you said in Shallow. Five seconds. I don't think so, honey. Method acting, girl. I want to talk to you on set. I don't want to talk to Mr. Magoo. I don't think so, honey. And that's one minute. Very fair point. Beautifully put. I'm just saying, like, I, I, if I was an actor on set and someone was in character the whole time, I, I like, I'm looking at them side eyed because it's like, you're not this person. Also, that's what acting is. Like, right. I get that everyone does what they need to do to give a good performance, but when it comes to you not bathing for weeks, I'm like, you're not thinking about other people. This is narcissism, egomaniacal. You're only thinking about yourself. Mm. To, to sort of like destroy the boundary between like what you're doing on a set and what you're doing at home that I feel like that is slightly dangerous because like how are, I'm just thinking about like Daniel Day Lewis being like Abraham Lincoln while he's like chilling on the couch. Like you're not Abraham when Lincoln. he's not working. It's like how how is able how is you're Abe Daniel Lincoln? Day. That is like the most egregious example to me. I'm like, how does that work? Like for you as a human being to like process through your your gray matter like how are you doing that like it, there, it, there's there's something damaging about that potentially here's here's the funny thing daniel day lewis if you go at home and you're abraham lincoln how does abraham lincoln negotiate a microwave how does abraham, abraham lincoln work the apple tv that's like, what i'm but, saying so don't pretend like you're abraham lincoln unless he actually went to go live in a cottage which i'm not plying it against the girl <laughs> yeah, probably yeah, she yeah. did go live in a cottage with a lantern or whatever but also abraham lincoln lived in the white house you can't possibly do that a mess everything about it is just all over the place i don't understand it and lady gaga literally in all her interviews and she's doing she's on quite the press tour for house of gucci right now is like i lived as her for nine months and i almost broke and when i went home i never broke character and i'm just like to be a fly on the wall while she walks around her apartment like as this woman like what does that even mean like in your (sighs) quiet moments are you losing your mind i would go crazy and i'm just like I can't get past the bathing thing, like, because then you're just not thinking about your colleagues and you become someone who I would go to HR about, to be mm-hmm. honest. <laughs> but, the, but, but the entertainment industry gets away with murder because we cater to these egos. And I'm like, I heard the performance is great and I can't wait to see the movie. So we'll who love knows? it. We love it. Um, Bowen, I iconically don't know where my phone is. Okay. Um, so uh, it is your time to do I Don't Think So, Honey, and I will I will time you from here. But yes, yeah, there you go. This is Bowen Yang's I Don't Think So, Honey. His time starts now. I Don't Think So, Honey, Les Moonves. If you do watch this Janet Jackson documentary, they make the case very convincingly that the whole fallout, the whole reason why her career was sort of cratered was because of him, because he was so egomaniacal to demand an apology from her Mm. for what happened, for all these FCC fines, whatever. The FCC chairman, 10 years in 2014, said the reaction was overblown. And for for Les Moonves to be the person who took a hammer to Janet Jackson's career and destroyed it, just shattered it, is unforgivable to me. Just as unforgivable, I'm not going to make this compare to, 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 to quantify this, but as unforgivable as 15. all the sexual assaults he, that he sort of toxically poisoned the culture at CBS with. Um, what a small, small man. Julie Chad Moonves standing by his husband, <laughs> her husband. You're so, so, so awful. Just a true, true, like simping for the white man. You are, you're, you're ashamed. To, you're, you're, you're truly, I'm ashamed 
for you as an Asian person. Do you, oh, do you know what I'm saying? And that is I 70 seconds, one minute and 10 seconds. But you know what? Julie I got Chen a little Moonves, tongue tied. Whenever Julie Chen Moonves, we have the opportunity to roast her, you know I'm on You board. know we're roasting her. And th- I say this as a Viacom CBS employee. Oh, same. L- Les Moonves. <laughs> I mean, truly despicable human being. One Not of the most good. despicable human beings in the world. Anyway. And luckily he's banished from society. And I guess Justin Timberlake finally did offer that like limp dick apology. Well, no, um, it's so funny. And then, <laughs> and then I, I just want to say they, they, they like, they like put Justin's apology on, uh, you know, a text thing on the documentary. And it's so ironic that he says, cares? I want to apologize. Well, he, this is what he said. I apologize to both Britney Spears and Janet Jackson individually. I mean, that sentence doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make any sense. sense because what you've done is you've lumped them together. You've so lumped what them are together. The specific apologies. What are they? Exactly. Anyway, that's just my thought. We know Wendy agrees. Yeah. Wendy agrees. She she doesn't <laughs> okay. have to agree. <laughs> okay. Well, this this is going to be a moment for life, as Nicki Minaj once said, because Wendy Osefo is going to do, and I don't think so, honey. Do you have something in mind? <gasps> I could go off the top of my head. I guess something I watch. Yeah, because yes. you get. You, I mean, because baby, you get <laughs> baby. paid for your words. I get paid baby. for my words. Okay. All right, I'm ready. All right. Okay. No rehearsal. No rehearsal. Need dead. This no. is Wendy Osefo's. This is <laughs> we Doctor Wendy Osefo's. We're going live. Doctor Wendy Osefo's. I don't think so, honey. Her time starts now. I'm really getting tired of all of these celebrities who continue to go to space. Like Michael Strahan. Like, why is your ass <laughs> going to space? <laughs> I am needing for people to stop this. So my issue is this: space is one of these <laughs> things that should be discovered and looked at by other people. Why is it only people <laughs> who are in the top tier of society that get to take their little raggedy <gasps> ass on this rocket and go <laughs> up? I want to go to space. Other people want to go to space. People in Oregon want to go to space. Why don't we sign up for people to go to space? 30 seconds. We want everybody to get like their COVID vaccine and stuff like that. Hello. Yes, we want people to get the COVID vaccine. But in the same token, the same way you guys are forcing people to get their vaccine, you should be having those same people sign up to go to space. If I get a vaccine, do I get a free trip to space? Maybe that will work. If I get a booster, do I go to space? I don't think so, honey. So until you guys allow us to go to space, I think that we should get something. Maybe a free turkey, maybe something for Christmas. But what I do not like is these raggedy ass celebrities continue to go to space. No, honey. I'm done. Oh I'm my god. <laughs> that was one of the best of all time. One of the all time so greats. Right. They get to go to space. Wait, Why? but I have to, I, Why? Point of contention for me. You want to go to space? No, I don't. But I just want to know that other people besides these rich people can go to space. Yes. It's not fair. I, I feel I, like I when they understand. go up, do they get a pot of gold and come back down and we don't know about it? Like, what is up there? Why do yeah, you guys want to know? What's in there? What's in there? Wait, Michael Strahan wants to go? I missed this. He's going. As of today, he's going to space. Right. No, come on. Come on. Here's the thing. What did Michael Strahan do in the beginning of his career that qualified him to do all these other things? Like, he's like a daytime host. He's going to space. He has he's lived, doing all these honey. things. He has yeah. lived. He has lived. Okay, and I want to live A million too. lives. Yes. Okay. Right. Well, if anyone, if if eventually there there might come a day where Dr. Wendy would want to actually go to space. Yes. And if and we just hope and pray that you have that access when that day comes because you first deserve first housewife in on Lost Coach, first housewife in space. Love, the titles, the degrees, it. the degrees. <laughs> More to my utility belt. I love it. I love yes. it. Yes. <laughs> oh my 
God. I have to tell you, this was so enjoyable. Oh, I'm such so a happy so that we great. had you on. It was so great to get to know you a little bit better because we are, like we said, such fans on the show. And everything that, even though sometimes they edit it in a certain way, I just want to let, to let you know, like, it's coming across. You really yes. do carry the light. And we're big, big, big fans Aww, of yours. Well, thank you so much. I am forever grateful to everyone who watches the show. And forever mm. grateful to you guys who just give me positivity because it is not something that is for the faint of heart. So, no. you know, you sliding in my DMs made my week. So thank you for being a light to us. I appreciate you both. Oh, Wendy. You guys Damn. are so this great. This true. Made my week. Thank you oh, so you much for so coming good. on and talking to thank us. You, well, thank you, Bowen. Thank you, Matt. We do end every episode with a song. Ooh. And it's going to, it's going to, what do you think, Bo? Is it drive back? Don't you know you made me come back? Come back! Come back! back. You yeah, never do it like that. Like that! Like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah! Even when I when catch an attitude, boy, let's do it. I don't know why I picked her key, but that's that. There you go. That's gayman.com. <laughs> Bye. 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 <laughs> There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new Bubbly Burst. When the music of Celine Dion makes sweet Canadian love with the Oscar-winning film Titanic, you get Titanique, a campy, unhinged, chaotic night out. Find out what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night from Celine Dion's totally real and historically accurate perspective. Some say Titanic is the best gay nightclub in the city, and those people are me. And me. So set sail with this cookie crazy off-Broadway hit and get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. Get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. You know that I feel like it's really important to express yourself. I know that about you. You got to put your true self out there, okay? And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do just that. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know, it doesn't get more comfortable than Crocs, clogs, and sandals. They're just the perfect blend of comfort. Creativity. Visit crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms. Canva presentations might be the most visually impressive presentations you'll ever use. Start with a stunning template, use it as a springboard for your design, add images, graphics, charts, and data visualizations from the massive media library. It's easy to wow any audience with Canva presentations. Canva presentations are perfect for any deck you want to design for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can nail their presentation with Canva presentations. Perfect, record, and share a talking presentation for people to watch on their own time. You'll appear in a video as a talking head on the slide, and it's the perfect solution if you can't be present in person or if time zones are tricky. Nail your next work presentation with Canva presentations at canva.com, designed for work.